Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I host email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Visit my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com, and to get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started, or it's just winding down, or it's somewhere right in the middle. I don't know what you're doing. But, here we are, you and me, and I am glad for that. Very grateful I have no desire to drink today. One blessing. And I do have my coffee here with me, my regular piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. It is delicious. I don't drink it a lot. Actually, while I'm doing the show, I kind of hold it. And then when I'm scheduling the show to go up or posting the show, I guzzle it like a psycho. I pound it like a a real corker, like a real... A real unlovely creature. (laughs) Anyways. I wanted to talk about something that I think about a lot. That, um, I don't know if I've ever really even talked about it. I think I've mentioned it, but to me, what helped me so much changed my life so much more than anything else in the program when I really started to have a psychic change spiritual awakening was when I started to if you want to read along with me here I'm going to turn to page 66 on the bottom When I started to make real that people other than myself are also spiritually sick, when I started to understand what that meant, how leveling and equalizing that experience and information in my heart was, is, 
when I started to do that, when I started to be able to realize that nothing except an act of love is personal, my whole life changed. On the bottom of 66, it says, you know, we saw these resentments must be mastered, but how we cannot wish them away any more than alcohol. This was our course. We realized, we made real, the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. Though we did not like their symptoms in the way these disturbed us, they, like ourselves, were sick too. What they're talking about is really on page 60 to 63. They're talking about most people trying to live by self-propulsion and they're driven by a hundred forms of fear and self-delusion and self-seeking and self-pity. And they're mostly thinking about themselves or their resentments or their self-pity. And I'm one of those people. And they're describing not alcoholics exclusively. They're not describing a drinking alcoholic. They're describing any life, most people, and most human beings. They're describing, as they say, everyone from a minister to a criminal, including an alcoholic. They say selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. They're no longer talking directly to an alcoholic. Read that whole section very carefully. The subject is most people, most human beings. It's not the root of our alcoholism or our drinking. It's just the root of our troubles, everyone's troubles. And when I started to realize that, the other people are sick, just like me. My whole life started to change so dramatically. To me, it's so much the key to all of this deepening, deepening realization of this. And what I wanted to talk about along these lines is that how sneaky selfishness is. Like, as soon as I learned the understanding I have now of what's in the big book, I started to not apply it. I started to get completely preachy and arrogant and playing God and telling meetings they had to do it a certain way and I learned so much of what was in the big book that I started to not apply it at all. I mean, and I had to go through that. I had to go through that period. Looking back, being mad at myself at going through that period would be like a butterfly being mad at itself for being in a cocoon at some point. That's just what I had to go through. At the time, that's where I was at. I became an instant asshole who was very judgmental, who stood up at the podium and told people they didn't understand anything. <laughs> and so what I want to talk about is this notion that like, you know, I want grace for the things I've gone through, for my mistakes, for the things that I'm learning and have learned. I want grace. I'm asking for forgiveness and compassion and empathy for my process. 
but it is a lot harder to give that out to other people. And they deserve it too. If I need to step out of the woods 5,000 feet and I'm standing next to somebody who needs to step out of the woods a thousand feet and we both move forward 500 feet to that person it looks like I haven't budged this scenario is something I visualize pretty frequently I just don't know where anyone else is at. And I'm just not in a position to judge anyone. Very different from discerning who's in my life and who strengthens me and who weakens me. That's important. But You know, making real that people are spiritually sick, just like me. It's not a judgment. It's a realization that we're all basically the same. I mean, raise your hand if you have made decisions based on fear. Or if you've completely been way off insecure, made decisions based on self-seeking motives. I mean, who hasn't? There's something very comforting in exploring that. I start thinking about all the times I've done things like that and When I'm making decisions based on self, I'm really not putting you in the foreground of my thoughts, and therefore, it's not personal. saw these resentments must be mastered, but how we could not wish them away any more than alcohol, this was our course. We realized that the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. Though we did not like their symptoms and the way these disturbed us, they, like ourselves, were sick too. We asked God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. When a person offended, we said to ourselves, this is a sick man. How can I be helpful? God, save me from being angry. Thy will be done. Just by att- 
tempting to do that, practice that for one day. I mean, that changes your whole life. So grateful for the unicorn. And um, give a shout out to Chelsea and to Dave and to the wizard and to Dr. Wu. And if anybody needs to hear it, everything is okay. photo shoot scheduled for tomorrow but it was cancelled because um, of rain it's going to be on the beach it's not porn but it's very provocative anyways the weather screwed it up so more on that later alright I'm out of here I do not know why my life was saved but I'm going to go and try to live a life that was worth saving and I hope you do